Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this podcast for Pillars Through Seasons. For episode one, I got the chance to sit down and interview with the founder and director of Pursue NYC, Sam Wong. Keep listening to hear more about his story, the cost of revival for him and his heart for the region. I hope you're encouraged to connect with others in the region and enjoy my first episode. I think when I championed friendship, mm. um, collaboration above networking is when a lot of the doors open wow. but but ultimately I could really say it's you know I, I would say it's favor like I don't know how else to describe it For my first podcast, I want to introduce uh, my friend. Um, he's also a pastor, and his name is Sam Wan. Um, I met him pretty recently at a regional event he was hosting at um, our church, and I want to welcome him on this podcast. So hi, Sam. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so I know that you... Um, have I guess it's an organization, right? Mm-hmm. The title of it. Um, are you a nonprofit? Um, we are in the process of. Um, oh really? Yeah, trying oh, wow. to be real official and have all the foundations set, but uh, but yeah, we uh, finally incorporated, so we're like a legit oh, thing wow. to look us up. But uh, uh, we are in the process of nailing down all the you know basics to be a nonprofit. So we are on our way. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, I know that your organization is called Pursue. Is it Pursuit NYC specifically? Uh, yeah, uh, it's Pursuit NYC. Um, just because our heart was for the tri-state area. Like okay. New York City metropolitan. Yeah. So uh, New York, Jersey, Connecticut. And we just wanted to impact this region. Okay. Um so when did your vision for pursuit happen? Um so right now this is currently our fourth year. Um but uh it was kind of the end of uh 2013. Okay. And around the end of that uh year is when a lot of things started happening and that was when the dreaming and the process uh started. So can you tell me more about that dream? Yeah, for sure. Um it's kind of a long story. I don't know how long this podcast is. We have but, time. Okay, we have time. Okay. Um, well, I would say that the beginning of the dream for Pursuit started when I was in high school. Uh, just because of the church, I was saved that and mm-hmm. the church I grew up in. And, um, you know, ever since I was in eighth grade, right? So it took me a while wow. to get saved. But eighth grade. Yeah, I, the church my family went to, they were really big on revival. Okay. And um, they were just really believing for God to move powerfully in this region. Mm-hmm. So during that time, a lot of uh, big name people came um, during that time. So this is like, you know, 18 years ago almost. Okay. And they would come and uh, people would get healed. I saw people come out of wheelchairs, uh, just the spirit of God really moving powerfully. And uh, all everyone who came basically said revival was going to come to this region. So... Uh, a lot of non-Koreans came, and uh, I was a Korean church, but they would say that uh, the revival that's going to come will be multicultural, all these crazy things. So I kind of grew up and was exposed to that when I was young, 
And uh, uh, once I got saved and, and I got called uh, during the same time, I was like, man, I'm going to give my life for revival. Wow. Like, this is what I'm going to be a part of. And this is what I'm going to give my life for because uh, I believe it with all my heart. Uh, so I would say that the seeds for that dream of pursuit started back then with seeing God move in powerful ways, mm. promises, prophecies, and uh, just really being all on board. So uh, fast forward, um, things happened at that church, so okay. I eventually had to transition out. Um, and that but, was recent? No, that was maybe right when I was in college. Oh, okay. So um, I'm still young, but it was a while ago. But uh, yeah. I transitioned out, long story short, um, a lot of people were jaded by what happened. A lot of my friends I grew up with. And uh, even myself, too, because I wondered about... Uh, I remember one time I was just in Starbucks with God, and I was just asking the Lord, like, man, what happened to all these promises? Like, what happened to these prophecies? Like, was it hype? Was it fake? What, did we fail? <laughs> like, what, what's going on? And God spoke to me, and he said, Sam, the promises I had for revival wasn't because your church was special. It had nothing to do with how special your church was, but my promise for revival was for the people in the region who are lost. And because of that, the promise is still there because these people still are lost and mm -hmm. they need to know me. So in that moment, I was like, then can I have that? You know, I don't know if I'm, it was legal or if I could even ask, but mm -hmm. I was like, if the promises are still available because it was never about a church or a ministry or a leader, but about the people who don't know the Lord, then, then I said, God, then I want to say yes. I don't know if anyone remembers these promises. I don't know if anyone cares about these promises. But as long as I'm alive, I want to be the one who cares. Yeah. I want to be the one who says yes. So just in that moment in Starbucks, I said, God, let me have that. You so know? this was like college. Um, this was after seminary. So, oh, after yeah. seminary? So it's kind of, I'm trying to blend this huge story. Wow, but, okay. Um, but it's instantly because it took like, over a decade, yeah. you know, of, of uh, growing and, and, and uh, developing within me. So there was like a season of like acceleration. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, I think it, uh, so it was after seminary, just kind of in a uh, place of trying to figure out what's next. Uh, yeah. I go through a season of brokenness. I come out of it. I'm at this church and uh, it was probably, if I could be honest, um, like the worst ministry experience of my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just really difficult. And okay. I really wrestled with God, like, man, am I supposed to be here? And uh, I, I stuck through it because I felt God called me there. You know what I mean? I think when it was difficult, I just had to go back to the place of God. You told me to be here. Mm -hmm. So uh, long story short, in that, they uh, asked me to step down. They asked me to leave. And uh, it just was... Everything was just really unfair, you know. They mm -hmm. asked me to step down, but um, they told the church that it was my decision to leave. So the church people would ask me, like, oh, why are you leaving? And, you know, there's, there's just a really difficult season and um, a lot of uh, things questioning myself, my abilities, my calling, mm -hmm. uh, just because of what happened. And um, But at the time, I had signed a contract with the denomination, so... I was still under contract. Oh, wow. Um, so this church, other church within the same denomination asked me to come in. And that was the church that I was most recently serving at. And uh, the leader there, uh, he had been a mentor figure. Even before I joined this church, just speaking life to me and uh, helping me process different things and walking with me. And he said, he'll take me on board. 
Um, so my time is winding down at that current church and I'm about to transition into this new church. And um, in between, I was forced to go to this conference for the denomination. So I go and, uh, you know, I'm just doing it to be faithful and yeah. because I have to. And uh, <laughs> um, I go to this thing, it's like some round table icebreaker event and we're just sharing different things and uh, someone from the national office was there and uh, he came and he was at my table and the icebreaker question was share one thing you're proud of and uh, he said oh, I'm proud of my son who um, did a, a worship service for young adults at his church but now um, that has become a church plant reaching over a thousand young adults in a city. So I was like, oh, who's your son? And he said who it was. I was like, wait, I know your son. Like, I've heard him speak before. And at the moment, it didn't feel like God was speaking to me. Yeah. But I was just in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I, I, I can do something like that. I could do a worship service for young adults. And uh, so it, that was just this, a little seed that was planted in my mind. And I met with that pastor, uh, the mentor figure in my life, who was going to transition uh, two, and uh, I met with him after that. He said, Sam, I want you to uh, think about what you can do when you join uh, on board. When you come on staff, think about something you can do. I said, all right, I'll take some time to pray. And uh, so I leave that conference. Uh, I'm heading into my last Sunday at my previous church. And, uh, you know, I'm just really struggling through this whole unfair circumstance I was dealt and, uh, you know, feeling like, um, I mean, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I have no hope. I'm just struggling. Uh, it's unfair. And, um, you know, what do you do when, when you're in that moment? You just go pray, you know? So uh, I went to Resting Place, which is a house of prayer. And uh, that place has been like a, a sanctuary for me in, in every dark season of my life. So I hadn't been there in a while. So I go on a Sunday night. Uh, it's really low key. And I'm just all the way in the back by myself. And... Um, you know, I'm just anxious, struggling. I'm just flipping through the Bible, and, and I know I've read it before, but I randomly landed on, uh, on Psalm 38, verse 7, I think. I don't know the exact psalm off the top of my head, but basically it said, All my longings lie open before you, and my sighing is not hidden from your sight. Mm. And I was like, God, that's me tonight. Like, I'm just, I don't know what to pray or what to say, but I'm just trusting that you know my heart that you hear my sighing, you, you just know everything. And I'm just gonna meditate on this verse because that's me tonight. So I just uh, sat there with that verse. Uh, the night was wrapping up, one of the leaders got on the, the mic in the front and he said, hey, Sam, can you stand? We feel like God is highlighting you. So I, I stood up all the way in the back and uh, he said, uh, the first thing he said is God wants you to know that he's seen the longings of your heart. Wow. Yeah, and, and from there he just started speaking about the transition I'm in and, and just what the past season was like. And, and That's so crazy. Yeah. And well, he didn't know? Yeah, because I hadn't been there in like six months. That's yeah. crazy. So uh, he just started speaking right into this transition and, um, you know, crazy things. So it, it gave me a lot of peace mm. and um, that, that even though it's unfair, even though it's difficult, God is orchestrating something. Yeah. So from that place, I go finish my last Sunday uh, I meet with my pastor again, and uh, he said, Sam, you know, so what do you want to do? What do you want to do when you join? And, uh, and I said, I'll do whatever you want me to do, whatever I can to serve you, to make your 
uh, uh, load lighter. I'll, I'll do it. And he said, Sam, that's the last thing I want you to do. He's like, I don't need you to do that. I want you to come and dream and dream big. So what are you dreaming? So I talked about uh, the, the icebreaker thing and then all the things of revival that have been sown into me since you know, I was a youth yeah. just came up uh, at, like, out of me because it was time. Uh, I just felt like the timing of the Lord came, a green light was lit, and that everything that had been deposited in me it was time to go after it. So from that place, this is like end of uh, 2013, um, November, December, around that time, um, a lot of the things that I wanted to go after and a lot of the values that we wanted to uh, champion and, and believe for just came out really instantly. Mm. of being pulled back you know and wrestling and struggling going through brokenness unfair situations doubts and then finally you let go like an arrow you know so an arrow has to be pulled back in order to fly forward so it was over 10 years of being pulled back and then finally when the time came uh, it was to hit the target so that's kind of how pursuit started and uh, it goes it's a long but yet short story of how it all began Oh, that's awesome. So you said four years now of pursuit? Mm-hmm. This is our fourth year. So how would you say it has evolved? If you look back, right? Um, yeah, I, I think in the beginning, when we're starting, I think there's a lot of excitement. So you, you kind of um, bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> so I think there was that season. Uh, there's a lot of refining in the process of uh, learning how to lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in the beginning, like, the, the first year we were actually starting and running, uh, people who were key leaders at that time and, and close to me felt led to, you know, go overseas. You know? Oh, so wow. go to Africa for a year, uh, go to Korea for a season. And uh, in that moment, it's kind of like, yo, we're, we're just getting started, <laughs> you know. But I think in that moment, I had to learn to be a leader that lets go mm. and a leader who blesses mm. uh, rather than a leader who holds on and. I think what really helped me be there in that place is asking myself, Sam, what kind of leader do you want to be? Do you want to be that leader who holds on or do you want to be the leader that has open hands with people? So I had to choose that moment to be someone who blesses and lets go and releases. And um, I mean, I really wrestle because I'm like, how am I going to do this now? Yeah. And, uh, uh, but God has been faithful. I would say there, there were a lot of times, even in the last four years, where, you know, I wanted to quit, to be honest. Because I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like, is this even working? Do people even care? Um, I remember one time, uh, uh, someone gave me a prophetic word that uh, there's a gathering anointing on my life. And I was like, all right, yes, we're going to gather the hundreds, the thousands, the multitudes, and we'll do our event. And we had, like, seven people. And um, I'm really an introvert and... That's so great. Yeah. I would have never thought that. Yeah, I'm really an introvert, and, and I actually hate networking. So well, those really? conferences for pastors, like I yeah. really hate going to because it always felt like pastors are trying to one-up each other. Uh. And I just didn't <laughs> like the vibe of yeah. networking. But I think when I championed friendship mm. um, and 
collaboration above networking is when a lot of the doors open. Wow. But but ultimately, I could really say it's, you know, I I would say it's favor. Like I don't know how else to describe it. I think, Amen. Yeah, I think it's God's grace. Wow. And what He's doing. Yeah. Because my heart, even in building pursue, one of the dreams I had was I wanted to build a platform. For my friends. Mm. Oh um, my gosh, that's so good. Yeah. So even this year, I've intentionally not spoken at any of our gatherings. Wow. So so we've had it's October, so we've had nine, and I haven't spoken at any of them because I wanted to give my team a chance to speak. Mm. I wanted to bring in outside voices. Uh, this month I'm speaking because I couldn't find a speaker, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I guess I have to speak at yeah. my own thing. Um, but that's kind of in my heart where. A lot of the relationships I've built, um, I mean, there was an intentionality, but it wasn't to gain or get at something. But it's I I want to learn from you. Mm-hmm. You have something that I really honor, and I I want to connect and and receive and learn and honor you and champion you. So I think wow. with that heart, God has really honored that and has opened these doors. And um, that's so crazy. Yeah, cause cause I felt like man, if there, if I try to uh, self promote myself. I don't think any of these doors would open, mm. and and I know Bill Johnson, a pastor in California, says, anything you gain by self promotion, you have to sustain by yourself. Mm. But if it's an increase by the Lord, the Lord will sustain it. So I really uh, dove into that and trusted in that, and and God has surprised me and and done greater things than I can imagine. So as God has opened doors and relationships yeah. and connections and. And even given you know a small bit of influence, I wanted to steward it well by championing others. So uh, even with our social media, like I ha- I try to highlight as many ministries as I can. That's awesome. Because to me, revival, like I said, isn't based on one church, one ministry, one leader, but it's what God is doing in a region. Mm. And and the revival I want to see is every church on every block built to capacity. Because it's a God thing, mm. and and the only way we can get there is by doing it together, Amen. championing together, collaborating rather than competing. I remember even seeing your team, and mm. it's full of like people who go to different churches, yeah. and also a lot of them are younger than you. Yeah, uh, right. All of them, but one. We right? won't say which one. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's so unheard of, and mm. I feel like the way like um. God has just opened doors for you. I wanted to highlight pursuit because I feel like um, women need to know what's going on in the region. Um, you know, just because I feel like a lot of times in ministry they feel like it's like a male-dominated yeah. area, um, but a lot of the women actually um, they're just looking for places. You know, where they for can sure. kind of like how resting place was like a haven for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to know that there's like a regional gathering sure. once a month. Um, and it's probably somewhere near them, yeah. you know, and I just wanted to interview you specifically yeah, so that you. people know um, and that they're aware. Um, do you have anything um, going on in the next, you know, what is it, October? Uh, yeah, next couple so, months? I mean, next week, I don't know when this is going up, it might have passed by then, but uh, October 27th. Uh, we are having our monthly gathering okay. uh, in Queens. So okay. uh, we try to do it uh, all over the region, you know, like you mentioned. We, our heart is to host it and partner with different local churches and uh, try to do it in different locations. So I think it's kind of hard because we don't have like a set place or set you know, thing, but we, we're trying to 
uh, invite the region together into mm. what we're trying to do. So October 27th is our monthly gathering. Um, you, we have month, uh, weekly prayer meetings on Sunday nights. Oh, okay. Um, and then we do healing rooms at the end of uh, the last Wednesday of every month. And what, what is that? Uh, it's just an open space and time for people to come receive ministry if they okay. need healing. Uh, we've seen people get healed, uh, just really be ministered to by the Lord. Like physical healing. Yeah, physical wow. healing and stuff like that. So That's crazy. Uh, we just want to contend for God to be known yeah. for who He really is, and, wow. and not just in theory, but in practice and reality. Amen. So um, most of what we're doing, you can find it on, on our social media, okay. Pursuit NYC, okay. Facebook, Instagram, to be up to date. November, the last Saturday, which I think is the 24th, is our monthly gathering for November. Okay. And it's going to be in, at Hanaim Church, which okay. is in Elmwood Park, I believe. So uh, those are the upcoming monthly events. Our, our monthly worship nights are probably the main thing we do. But um, because of uh, just how young and small our ministry is, uh, we're able to be agile and yeah. experiment and and. One of the questions that help at least guide me is, you know, why not? Mm. You know, healing rooms, like, why not? Let's just try and see. And uh, if it fails, and then, you know, we could move on or, you know, change it. So we do different things. So our, our social media is probably the best way to stay up to date on what we're doing and up to. Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you so much yeah, for being on my podcast. Pleasure. My first guest. Oh, I'm so honored.